everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lead, Love, Thrive. I'm excited to have you join us for today's conversation. And today's conversation is very unique in that uh, my guest who is a financial expert, is going to be sharing his wisdom with all of us to navigate this season, this global pandemic that we are all currently facing. And what you may not know is that this this, uh, episode was scheduled, rescheduled twice. And I was just sharing with my guests how God knows what he is doing. He knows way before we do. There is a divine rescheduling that happened so that at this moment in time, we could come to you and share some information, some resources, some knowledge, some wisdom, and some hope with you as you navigate this global pandemic um, crisis through the corona crisis. So um, I want to introduce to you my very special guest. His name is Daniel, and I want to read a little bit about his bio to you and then just welcome him on and let him share his wisdom for us today. So Daniel, my guest, was born and raised in Oklahoma, and he graduated from Oklahoma Christian University with a bachelor's degree in accounting. He is a certified fraud examiner, and he currently works as a financial analyst for a large online charter school. Daniel is also the owner of his financial consulting business called Skyward Financial, where he serves and helps people reach their financial goals. Daniel also serves in the youth ministry at his church, and he serves on the board of directors for Arise Ministries in Shiloh Camp. Daniel has been married to his beautiful wife, Raven, for almost three years. And together, they lead a community service ministry called Live Full. So, Daniel, welcome to the show, bro. I am so happy to be on, to be a part of your community today. That's awesome. Um, Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to just be a part. You have such a sweet spirit and just such a humility about who you are and a heart of service. And they're going to hear all about your ministry because I will definitely want people to know what you're doing there. But Daniel, you have come on this show in this moment of time for such a time as this, where there is so much financial unrest due to this global pandemic that has been facing our people are dying by the tens of thousands because of this virus that we are seeing in our country. And we have millions of people who are losing their jobs. People are losing hope. Their their hearts are growing weary. They're not able to provide for their families. And so I really wanted someone who's not just financially minded and who can give Mm -hmm. us financial wisdom, but give us spiritual wisdom. And I trust your wisdom, your insight, the man of God that you are for this time. And I was reading a quote the other day by Zig Ziglar. And the quote was, expect the best, prepare for the worst and maximize on what comes. And I just thought that would be a great way to kick off our conversation today about in this season of this global pandemic of millions of people unemployed and and probably many more going to lose their jobs, unfortunately, businesses, entrepreneurs, all of these things that are that are catastrophic to people financially and their livelihoods. How can people still expect the best, prepare for the worst and maximize on what comes? I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think... um Expecting the best, I think that just comes from uh, trusting in God. You know, I think uh, the best comes from God, you know. Yes. So that, that's the easy one right there. You know what? Just like, you know, the best comes from God. Not necessarily what you're doing or what someone else is doing. Uh, that definitely comes, uh, comes, comes from God. So it's like posturing yourself at the feet of Jesus and allowing mm. him, you know, to, to dictate the outcome. 
you know, and, and all we have to do is, as people is be okay with that outcome. <laughs> That's so true. Cause we can't control yeah. that, but we know who controls exactly. our future. You know, the word of God exactly. tells us that he causes all things yeah. To work together for the good of those who love him are called according to his purpose. And so that's, we yeah. can rest in that. And that's our Absolutely. expectation. Yeah. Absolutely. One, uh, one of my mentors uh, told me, you know, uh, just control what you can control. And that, that line has been like the saving grace of my life. Yes. For like the last two years, as far as like, you know what, I can't control that. And I can't control how, how that makes me feel. I can't control how I react to that. That's so right. Like, putting your energy, you know, your thought process and, and the things that you can control, not, not the things that you can't, you know, so. Amen to that. And so with that, continuing with that thought, you know, controlling what you can control. So how can people prepare for the worst yeah. in this season, financially, specifically? I'll say uh, for me, and it's one thing that I do that I practice as well is uh, when I'm planning like my budget for my family uh, out, uh, at the end of the year, I plan for the next year at the end of, uh, end of the year, uh, I make a worst case scenario budget, uh, as well. Mm. So, uh, so what that entails is if we're both, you know, lose our jobs, like what does that look like? Or if one of us lose our job, what does that look like? Yeah. So, so what that does is it allows me to already have a plan in in play uh, as far as like, all the expenses that needs to be cut immediately. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. um, so I, I definitely say that's one that, that has definitely uh, served, served me well. I kind of practice that with uh, some of my clients uh, that I have as well as far as making a worst case scenario budget because life wow. happens. Mm-hmm. When life happens, it's generally things that that is outside of our control. Well, if it's a job loss or uh, a sickness where we can't work, you know, sometimes it could be a, a baby for, for, for someone, you know, so that, you know, that changes things as well. You know, so it's, uh, it's just making those really planning for worst case scenarios in a way, not that you want those things to happen, but it's really just, you know, accepting the fact that, okay, life does happen. That's you know, right. How can, I, how can I be as best I can prepare for it? You know, because you'll never be 1000% prepared for it, uh, but best prepared for it. So yeah. it's I'll say one, just uh, making worst case scenarios uh, from a planning and a budget process as well that you do for your family. Absolutely. So if I'm someone who's listening and I'm like, okay, Daniel, that's, that's great, but I've never done a budget, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? So what, what steps would you encourage them to take even right now? You know, maybe they're like, I haven't even thought about a worst case scenario budget, mm-hmm. but listen, okay. With what I have now, if I were to think worst case scenario, what, what do I need to do? What would be a yeah, great I'll way to do that? Put everything on paper or if it's any dollars that you got coming in, as well as every expense, you know, that you cut. That is the skeleton of a budget. Okay, what's coming in? What's been going out? Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, so I'll say just listed everything. Just start there. Uh, and I'll say go back three months because three months you kind of get a pattern. Uh, okay. The entire year's quarter worth of expenses, you know, because some expenses are quarterly. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say about just look back three months into your budget or if it's your bank statements, uh, credit card statements, whatever that case may be, just look back three months and just list okay. everything, whether it's in a spreadsheet or, you know, physical paper. You know, list those things out so you can see and start there and you can really start to say, OK, how much money do I really got? You know, right. where's, my money, where's my money really going? Because uh, before you figure out where, you know, uh, where your money is going to go in the future, you have to figure out where it's been going in the past. That's yeah, true. Patterns, you know, uh, to the direction of your dollars and things like that. So uh, absolutely, then you would just come to a place where your past, you know, at, after time is going to align with your future because they're going in the same direction. 
Yes, I love that. And one of the things I'm I'm thinking about is okay, if if this is worst case scenario, what do I need? I don't think most Americans know exactly what they need to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Basic needs, food, shelter, right? And maybe clothing, if you will. Um, but it's like looking at, okay, where where are some of these expenses that I can cut back on? You know, can I cut off? Well, I think most people probably don't want to cut off their internet and all that right now. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Um, that this is, especially if you, excuse me, if you need it for work. Um, but yeah, just looking at that. So three months at a time and then really looking at what are, what's some excess that I can cut. Right. And what yeah. do I really yeah. need to live off of um, as some basic first steps? Yeah. But yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love that. So the, I believe uh, there are opportunities in crisis. Right. And so we can always learn. We can always grow. There's creativity, innovation. I think even a lot of businesses are finding new ways of doing things and and maybe even coming out better. And so what opportunities do we have as people to maximize what is going on right now in our world with our finances? Yeah, I'll say uh, in order to maximize with your finances, it's that's really a uh, a tricky question because the world uh, as a whole is it's kind of at a standstill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, right now, like, now what's happening. Like, for example, even if you just want to go to the mall and you know buy shoes, like you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. So, so I say, as far as maximizing right now, I think it's a good it's a good opportunity for a lot of people to save, uh, especially if they're still able to work. And, you know, some people uh, I know a lot of people have have gotten laid off over the weeks. I know there's some people that that are still able to work, but I'll say it's an opportunity for you to cut expenses more than it's anything good. as far as yeah. like, uh, things you were doing, you know, previously, uh, just cause you have the ability to do it, you know, cause places were open, you know, you can go to the movie theater and do things like that. But I'll say, because it's a, it's a season where the world is at a standstill for the most part. And also it's, it's a good season where you can save more, but also I think in that time you're able to save more, you're also able to spend more time with family, more quality yeah. time with family, just able to just kind of focus on the things that really matter. Absolutely. I love that you shared that, you know, and even educating your children too, on what really is important in life. You know, God, God wants us to be good stewards of our resources, but he does not want us loving, you know, and that's really what you're saying. Like we can't be so obsessed and the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Right. So it's, it's, let's focus on the right things. I love that. In a season like this, it, it highlights that as far as, man, like, you know, I can't work or, you know, I can't go do this. I can't do that. You know, I can't go buy these shoes to show off. Whatever the case may be, whatever people are spending their money on. Yeah. uh, It definitely eliminates that. So it's really, I think it's a unique season uh, in a way, depending on how you look at it. It's a great season for you to really recognize and truly realize what matters most yeah. You know, in life. And I think that's people, you know, one of the things that I've learned uh, a couple of years ago was putting uh, people over paper. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Includes, uh, money, you know, it does. So, uh, so I think that's a real unique thing about it. And I think in a society where I don't think family is as valued, you know, uh, as it should be, you know, yeah. people, you know, relationships amongst people, amongst your neighbors, you know, that community, I think that's, it's a good season for that to be highlighted uh, right now. So. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we, depending on how you grew up and the mindset that you have toward money and finances, right? A lot of times these seasons will, well, actually we're seeing it in the grocery stores. There's a yeah. scarcity mindset right? There's yeah. not going to be enough. And so I need to grab all and, and keep for me. And we tend right. to 
not think about what other people need. And so mm-hmm. you see a lot of the media, social media, really pleading with people. They're like, hey, there, there's enough for all of us if you would just take what you need and not yeah. hoard all of these things. Right, but right. So I even think, as you were talking about focusing on family and all, and I was thinking about, wow, and for those of us who do have enough resources right now, mm-hmm. right? If you have that mindset of, of, I have abundance, I have more than I need, capitalizing on that and maximizing that and saying, who can I give to? And like, that's yeah. what you live, Daniel, like live, yeah. living yeah. to serve and pour out. And it doesn't have to necessarily always be finances, but mm-hmm. you know, just serving and giving to others in this time when there's a tendency to be scarce. There's, there's not enough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hoard. I'm going to keep for me, me, myself, yeah. and I, and the ego wants to start driving because we get into survival yeah. mode, right? We yeah, get into, absolutely. you know, uh, fight, f- fight or flight, you know, it's yeah. like, Hey, I'm, I'm fighting for me. Yeah. I can't worry about you. You can't get this toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So I don't know if you uh, wanted to share any thoughts on that. Yeah. And I, I had some thoughts and I think that, you know, the fight or flight, the mentality, I think that's very, uh, very humane, you know, that's natural, you know, uh, and like, even for me, like I had some temptations to get extra toilet paper, just yeah. for toilet. man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it in a month, you know, right. Uh, it's right. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think all that is based out of fear, fear yes. of the unknown, which no yeah. one knows, um, what it's, you know, what, how this all is going to play out. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, what's, 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 what's the end date on, on this? You yes. Know? So I Real think talk. Part of that fear is really just having faith in God that no matter what yes. happens, you know, I trust God that God will provide for me. And I was even thinking uh, while I was at the grocery store buying groceries, like, man, like, I don't need that, but will I need that in a couple of weeks? Probably but like, you know what? There's maybe someone else that need it right now. Mm. I was thinking like, man, like if push come to shove where we were out on something, um, you know, me and my wife and I, uh, like, well, how will we do? How will we make it through? And I'm like, man, we have some amazing people in our life that I know for a fact that they will be able to to, to serve us, you know, and yeah. push stuff. So yeah. I put my faith in there, which God has provided those people, you know, in our life, not necessarily me hoarding right now, if that makes sense. Right. Like, you know, the worst scenario happened, if it was a purge or something, whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, uh, just really having faith that, you know, a grocery store is not going to provide for me. God is going to provide Ooh, for me. Come on, Daniel. It's a grocery store as an avenue sometimes. Uh, but God is not limited to a grocery store. He's not Come limited. On. To He's not limited to Crest. So it's really just putting all faith in God, you know, and not, yes. not, not putting some faith in God and leaving the door cracked or the window open. You know, it's putting Come on. all faith in God and just going <laughs> to provide during a time like this. That's right. That's who he yeah. is. He's our provider. And Absolutely. even when you look at scripture, when the Israelites were being led out of Egypt, you know, and they had they didn't have ovens and stove, you know, the Lord fed them manna daily. Now yeah. they could complain yeah. and say, Oh, we tired of eating this. But at the end of the day, <laughs> and sometimes it can be like, I'm tired of eating this canned tuna. I'm tired of yeah. eating this peanut butter and jelly. But you know, but at the end of the day, he's still providing your daily bread. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And and I think that perspective, sometimes we think that provision has to mean a 10 course meal, a buffet, all of the right. He's like, no, yeah. I'm going to sustain you. Um, yeah. You may not always, um, you know, like maybe the provision mm-hmm. or the way, you know, you're tired and you're complaining about the manna, you know, you're complaining right. about the quail or whatever, but the reality is having the right perspective. And I love Daniel, your mindset. And I think that's what we're, we're talking about a faith 
perspective, mm-hmm. right? And a, and a mindset of other people that's considerate of others at this time that as I'm walking through the grocery store, do I really need that? I see these shelves are bare, you know, yeah. can I do yeah. without this? And that other person, you may never know who they are. You may never wow. meet them. Right. And it could be the very thing that they need, but you just walking into that, I think is so powerful to share because in these times we can get into default me survival mode rather than Mm -hmm. thinking God is my provider. And I need to also, as the word of God tells us to consider the needs of others above ourselves. Right. So we're, we're not here to starve ourselves per se, but do I need a whole cart of whatever? So I love that you shared that. So when it comes to this whole season as well. You know, what are some things that you think we need to be doing to not just survive through this, but to really thrive? And you can hit that however you want. Mm-hmm. I'll say uh, the first things first is, uh, which I know I'm, I'm speaking of, not necessarily a lot about finances, but more so about God. Hey, I don't come on. Exclusive with one another. Yeah. Uh, I think finances start with God. That's right. Come on, Daniel. <laughs> you know, so speak. That's, 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 that's the foundation of a lot of my beliefs and, you know, teachings and things like that. So I'll say the first one is uh, just don't lose track of who God is. Come you know, on. Uh, God is bigger than the Corona, you know. Yes. Uh, and I'll say uh, also just acknowledge the crisis, you know, uh, take note of how, how, how it has affected you, uh, your family, uh, your community, uh, but also say, find creative ways to serve people, you know, uh, yeah. you know, kind of go back to God as far as like, you know, Jesus, you know, the main reason he came to earth is to serve people, not to yeah. serve, but to serve people. So I think this is a unique time uh, to serve people where if you have the grocery store and you see a, you know, a roll of toilet tissue, you know, I like, mean, I don't need that, but I know someone who does, you know, yeah. you did it for them. I could just, you know, Drop it at their doorstep so we can still keep wow. that six feet between us, you know. So yeah, I, I love say, that. You know, find creative ways to, uh, to serve people mm. uh, during this time, whether it's, you know, grocery store runs, whatever the case may be, walking their dog. Just find creative ways to serve people uh, during that time because even Jesus served people in a crisis. Yes. You know? okay, we, have to do, uh, we have to do the same. So, and also say um, it's something that uh, this season here, like I was saying earlier, it's unique because it's going to take the world, you know, the whole world is affected by this. So it's going to take the world to get through it, you know? So I mm. think uh, we can find a sense of community, you know, uh, not just with people at a church, but people, you know, in our neighborhood, Yeah. you know, uh, people that, you know, maybe kids, uh, they go to school together. So there's a different type of community that can rise up, you know, mm-hmm. at such a time like this, you know, because we're all going through, Yep. The same thing. It's not limited to just Oklahoma City or Oklahoma or the USA. Right. It's in China. It's in Italy. So I think uh, it's a it's a unique opportunity for the world to rise up together. Yes. Uh, so I see that's that's a real unique thing about about the season that we're in now. So it's just really acknowledging that, and I think in that when we acknowledge that servitude as well as the the love for people can be birthed you know, out of that, you know, because there's just been so much division, <laughs> you yes, know, uh, yep. not just, you know, over recent years, but just over the history of mankind, there's been division of some sort, you know, so I think this is a unique opportunity where we can eliminate at least some of that division, uh, you know, for sure, just from serving people, loving people, knowing that, okay, you're no different than I am, you know, we can yeah. be affected by the same things, you know. Yes. What I hear you saying is a way we can not just survive through this and thrive is as a community. Yeah. You're saying we yeah. work, we are going to thrive if we learn how to serve one another. And that is Absolutely. such a biblical, spiritual principle, yeah. right? Um, 
uh, give and it will come back to you. Right. And, and that's kind of what you're saying. And yeah, absolutely. being others minded, being cognizant of what do you need? How can I serve you? And I know yeah. you live that. And, and I know that's not always easy to do in times like this when you want to yeah. get into self-protection and self-preservation mode, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I love your perspective on how are we going to thrive or we're going to do it together as a community building one another up, serving one another, seeing what you need. And it's interesting because I was out on my street yesterday and it looked like a ghost town. Like mm-hmm. people aren't even outside, you know? <laughs> but then I was talking with my sister on Zoom last night and, and a couple of other family members. And she was saying that their community has really found some creative ways to show that we're in this together. And so they're, yeah. Yeah. they're sending an email out about, hey, we're all, we're going to have drinks on the lawn at six o'clock. Everyone get your favorite drink and yeah. sit on your yeah. lawn and yeah. we're going to yell across at each other. Yeah, Somebody yeah. got karaoke outside and they're singing <laughs> to the new, <laughs> yeah, you know, really cool. just doing some fun things to say, you know what, we, we need each other to get through this. Yeah. You know, we really yeah, do. Yeah. And I think what I also hear, hear you saying, maybe you didn't say it explicitly, but I, I hear what's implied is that it is a mindset, right? Oh, yeah that drives what we do. When I can be others minded, when I can be generous, when I have a heart of service, that it's not all about me. There are other people around me who are in greater need. It's about an attitude of gratitude of what I have. All these things, they're more internal things that help us thrive, right? Than the financial resources, you know? Absolutely, absolutely, for sure, for sure. Did you have any other thoughts on ways that we could thrive uh, through this and not just survive? I'll say, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, serving people. I'll say, uh, when I say that, there is going to be times where it's just going to be challenging. Like when I, was, when I was at the grocery store, I'm having an thought, like, man, like, do I need this? Like, All right, you know, talk about it. Mm-hmm. In my mind, you know, so you're going to have that, knowing that when you have that, that's natural because good, the, Daniel. it's natural for us to be selfish, to yeah. get into survival mode, not serve mode, is. but survival mode. True. Come on. Uh, so I was really just uh, just slow your mind down a little bit and just really focus on on others. Uh, and uh, when I went to a camp growing up as a kid, there was a, a, a thing called I'm third. And what that meant, it's God first, mm. other second, I'm third. So it's really having that I'm well, third um, mentality I'm third. where it's not a one-time fix as far as like, oh, I did it one day, I'm good. Be intentional on, on putting, you know, God first, another second before yourself. So it's just really waking up, you know, having an I'm third uh, mentality, you know, even thinking about, uh, for example, you just faced with a situation right then and there, just slow your mind down enough where you can process, man, God first, other second, I'm third. You know, wow. sometimes, sometimes I even have to say it in my mind about five times, like, okay, all right. Mm, <laughs> third, yeah. You know, and things like that. So just really having that I'm third, you know, mentality for sure. I, I see a I see a t-shirt design in my future. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that. Thank you for sharing that perspective. It, it's so good because our behaviors are established by our beliefs. Yeah. And so if we yeah. really can get in that practice and that mindset, and then our behaviors and our actions are gonna flow and fall from that, you know, flow yeah. out of that. Yeah. So man, that was so good. Okay, so down to the nitty-gritty, nuts and bolts, practical mm-hmm. things. So what are some best practices for saving and spending during this season? I'll say definitely uh evaluate your expenses. So I mean listing everything. Uh look at ways to cut expenses. Yes, come <laughs> you know, on. Uh, that's something I've been doing, good. you know, uh 
uh, with me and my wife, you know, as well, even though we're both still able to work, you know, it's still the unknown kind of goes back yeah. to that worst case scenario thing that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, so well, if it's a, a refinance, like I, I know some friends who they just refinanced their home, you know, they're able to save $200 a month. Wow. Uh, okay. uh, just by doing that alone. So uh, over time, you know, that's, you know, thousands of dollars that they yes. save. You know, so they took advantage of the season as far as uh, the interest rates that yes. they got cut and things like that. So they use that to their advantage yes. uh, and refinance their homes. They're only been in their home a year. So, uh, so that's, that's one practical thing where there's some homeowners out there take advantage of uh, the mortgage rates that are, yes. that, you know, that are out there right now. Uh, it can save you some dollars. Also uh, I'll take a, which not only in the crisis you should do this, but I think it's good to look at at least twice a year uh, is insurance. Well, if it's car insurance, uh, homeowners insurance, take a look at that, get quotes from other people just to see that you're still getting the best rate. Yes. <laughs> you know, so that could be an avenue that can save you uh, tons of money over time, over time too as well and help decrease that monthly you know, expense, because it's one of those things that you have to have it, you know, yeah. so, uh, so the goal will be to have to have it as, as cheap as possible, we still right. get the coverage that you need that's going to help you and your family win and be successful uh, if you ever have mm -hmm. to cash in on any any of that type of, you know, insurance. Uh, but also say another one will be to cut on, uh, cut back on fund money, you know, ah. uh, because uh, a lot of the fun things that people people do, including myself, a lot of those things are closed now. <laughs> it's very you true. Know, uh, so it's like, what are you gonna do with those money? So I say you can, you know, you can either use that money to, you know, to save it, uh, to serve it, you know, you know, to other organizations that are serving, you know, people during this time, you know, that's getting, uh, that it's getting, uh, it's gotten laid off, whatever. Um, so you can uh, use it, you know, that way. So I say cut back on, you know, on your fund money, you know, if you can, you know, if you if you have fund money, you know, in your budget, that's a good one. Uh, and a, and a, a real quick uh, one that you can just cut back on, you know, right away as well. But also, again, another opportunity to serve people with it. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's it's in your budget, but you're like, no, there's no way I can use it all right now unless I just, you know, go crazy on online stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, very true. <laughs> you know, yeah, so uh, I'll say so. So that's another one. Uh, also, I'll say another one will be uh, the skin is taking advantage of rates and things like that. Uh, if anyone has like any type of credit card debt, um, look at ways to to consolidate, you know, consolidate that debt because uh, if you have, you know, credit cards due on so many different credit cards and, you know, and you're not working, things are still due, you know, so there's interest, you know, involved with that. So at least if you consolidate that uh, into one card or, or to one personal, um, whatever you choose, you can save money by doing that as well at such a time where, you know, rates are lower. And then there's, especially with credit card, there's, you know, different options where people, you know, they do a, a credit card consolidation. There's a zero APR on it, you know, for 12 wow. months, 18 months, you know, sometimes 22 or 24. Um, so there's different things like that. There's a lot of programs where uh, a lot of banks are offering, you know, not necessarily just for this time, but they've been offering, but definitely sure. now it's a great time to really take advantage of that, you know, for sure. Cause it's going to save you more, more, more money, it's going to free up more dollars, you know, as far as from a monthly standpoint to help yeah. dollars to pay for the essentials that you need as a family.
Absolutely. Now for people who were spending a lot of money on there, those were all awesome. And I loved how you, before I even jump into my, my thought is you could save it or you could serve it. I love that. And like, you have all these like cool ways of communicating financial principles. So I love that. And you just really hear your servant's heart come out. Mm -hmm. So what would you just, one of the things that popped in my mind, I know a lot of Americans like myself and my husband, we Mm -hmm. have student loan debt from our educational, um, careers, if you will. So what do you recommend for that? I know some folks are like, I'm going to put this stuff in forbearance because I don't know. I can save myself hundreds of dollars right now. Uh Um, I can defer it. I can do interest only. What are your thoughts, your professional recommendations when it comes to student loans in this season when we we are wanting to hold on to as much as possible? Yeah, I'll I'll say with student loans... um, it's one of those weird ones where if you defer it over time, you're just going to end up just paying more money. Right. <laughs> Very true. This you is know, true. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many times, you know, I have people, you know, come with their student loan. I mean, I've been paying this, it's been in deferred, but now I'm paying like triple the, the amount that it Ooh. was. Uh, so I'll say with student loans, I'll say just, um, if you, if you're able to do it, I'll say just pay, um, pay the normal amount. Don't try to yeah. pay less than, uh, I'll say, cause over time you're going to pay, twice if not triple that uh by by not paying anything or uh there's you know some people i mean i'm not gonna pay my student loans well if you're not gonna pay it today they still gonna want their money that's right <laughs> right that's, that's the reality of, of student loans unfortunately uh and you know my wife we both have have student loans so we, you know we still like you know we decide like you know that's just gonna be one that we're just gonna pay the pay what we've been paying on that you know uh even though it may it's going to not free up dollars now, but it's going to free up dollars on the end, you know, uh, a lot sooner as opposed to if we didn't pay or paid less than or paid the income base. Uh, it, it's just going to prolong, you know, uh, prolong those payments, you know, where even though it may serve us best now, but, in the right. end, you know, it just we just dished out more money, you know. You yeah, know, to, it's true. Uh, student loans is one of those areas that I, I rather, you know, I rather not cut from. Uh, just from because they're just a long, you know, that long term thing that, you know, man, if you don't pay it, it's just going to triple just from yeah. the interest rates, you know, and it's and it's crazy that uh, student loan is a problem, you know, that it is here, here, here in America. You know, it's just one thing that affects so many different people, you know, yes. so that's a real life, uh, real life thing that a lot of people are navigating right now. Like, man, yes. like, you know, what can I do with this? So I'll say, if you could refinance it to a lower rate, refinance it to a lower rate. Good. Okay. Take, take advantage of those, of the, of the lower rates that's out there right now. Um, I'll say do that before, before just not doing anything at all, you know? Yes. No, that's so good. So look at ways that you can, you know, you can pay the same amount, but with less interest. So you, make yes. more, you know, make more payments on the premium and not the interest, you know, so. That's so good. Yeah. One of the things I've done is my husband and I, we set up our student loans to be paid on bi-weekly. Yeah. And so yeah, rather yeah. than once a month. And what I've found is that attending the principal faster. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I read it somewhere. And I was like, I understand all this principal stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I'm you know, but um, I am understanding that whole the impact, like I've seen it come down so much faster, even though it was the same amount, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That I, but it was just doing it twice a month instead of just once a month. So I've seen a huge, it's just a tip for somebody, you know, and it was just easier for us to manage financially to do it Mm -hmm. bi-weekly anyway, you know, because of the way our, we get paid. Yeah. So, um, that, that's a tip, you know, and if you want to speak into that or what have you, give your expertise. That's a a great, that's a great thing. There's people that do that with their mortgage. 
There's yes. people that with their auto loans as well. So, I mean, paying by Wiglet definitely can save people money by doing that too as well. So that's definitely a good, you know, uh, practical thing that people can do uh, can do as well. So, like you said, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned him because how your guys' pay schedule is set up, you know, that works for you guys. Uh, so that's definitely a someone, you know, what they, they're only getting paid monthly. Maybe, okay, the monthly thing is getting like that. So right. uh, the tricky thing with finance is uh, the principles, uh, is, is, is one size fit all, but not the practicality of it. Like right. different steps. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, to get to the same, the same results. So yeah, that's, that's a very good one. So that's, so that's a good thing that you mentioned that one first sure, because that definitely can save a lot of people's money. Well, so I know because again, this instinct to survive is strong, right? Uh-huh. So scarcity mindset says, Hey, if it comes comes down to me eating, student loans got to go away. Another yeah. area that I yeah. have found, and I and I I wasn't even planning on asking this; it just popped into my mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I already know what you're going to say. Is what about the folks that are tithing, and they're tempted mm-hmm. to withhold their giving? because of fear or because of, you know what, um, I just lost my job. I'm not going to tithe anymore. You know, like I want you to speak into this yeah, yeah as the yeah. Lord leads you when, cause I believe, right. Like we just talked about human nature. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta, I gotta hold back. And so no one is going to come after me and say, Hey, you didn't, you didn't give your tithes, right? Yeah, That's between right, you right. and God. And so right. you don't have to worry about a bill collector calling you when it comes to your tithe. And so mm-hmm. I just want you to speak into when folks are tempted to withhold their tithe that they've been given because they've lost their job or because scarcity, because of mindset, whatever, I'm trying to cut back on expensive. What mm-hmm. would you say to them? Yeah. So, so with tithing, that's, that's great. Cause that's a big one regarding finances, you know, uh, for sure. So I'll say, like you mentioned, it's death between them and God, you know, and I think God will put any, I won't say pressure, but he will, he will call them out from a spiritual standpoint on, you know, whether or not, well, conviction, that's the word I'm looking for conviction, yes. uh, whether or yes. not what they're doing is, is glorifying him or is it glorifying themselves or is it glorifying uh, fear? And I think that uh, there's some people that, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm still working, but I'm not going to tithe because I just don't know. Uh, yep. I'll say, yep. you know, I definitely encourage you to keep tithing, you know. Um, but also, like you mentioned, there are some who, who may have, you know, recently gotten laid off. You know, if you're, you know, been getting paid, you know, $5,000 a month, you know, you've been tithing, you know, uh, 500 of that uh, or 1,000 of that, you know, it's going to be unrealistic to 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 give 1000 of nothing. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll say, even if uh, you can't tie, you know, um, more you're getting, or if you've been getting, you know, unemployment, you know, tie that, you know, tie, tie from that. Uh, if you can't, uh, maybe if you can't tie, you know, finances, tie your time, you know, try to, try mm. to here. You know, um, you know, there's different ministries that people, you know, can serve in church, not necessarily at church, but there's a lot of, you know, organizations people can yes. serve at things like that too as well. So, uh, so you just don't want to be so fearful of, of, of the situation now where you lose track of having that faith in God where, you know, necessarily holding it in where you still, you know, going to give it out, you know, give, give to God, you know, what it says and things, how I look at finances, some look at, okay, you're tithing, you're giving to God 10% and you're keeping the other 90 you know, mm. honestly, the whole 100 is God's. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Know, uh, he's just using, you know, he just wants the, the 10% just to give, you know, to serve, you know, serve people as well. But it's also, although we ha- we tithe 10%, uh, whether that percent may be for people, we still are called to steward that other 90. 
That's you right. Know, so uh, I think if you look at, you know, your finances as a whole, not as something that is yours, but something that is God's, that God has, that God has entrusted you with, uh, I think that shift and that shift of, of not tithing will, you know, uh, will, will decrease, you know, for sure. Um, but you have to look at like, no, this is not my money. This is God's right. money. That's but the right. moment we look at, okay, this is mine. I earned this. We just want to keep it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, is, that is human nature. So I'll say, even just look at your finances as a whole, not just your money, uh, your finance, your, not just your life entirely as to something that is God's, like I have to steward my finances, I have to steward my life. What does God want me to do with it? So it's really coming to a place and really, Spending time with God and posturing yourself at the feet of Jesus really have that have that conversation with God. Like, hey, God, what do you want? Yes. <laughs> you know, what do you need from me? You know, you know, at a time like this as well. Like I said, uh, even Jesus served in a crisis. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, for some people, serving may be financial. You know, I know there's you know several people um, that you know what uh, I'm gonna give even more during this season. I'm gonna go above and beyond the tithe. I know there's people wow. out there that need it. You know, yes. so, so just really just looking at your finances, like, you know, it, it's not mine. It belongs to God. Not just 10% of it, all of it. Like I'm yes. with all of it, that 10% uh, again, going back to the church, that's part of that stewardship. Yes. You know, so it just really, um, really having that mindset of, okay, this isn't mine. It's God's. That's so right. Also, if you, you know, been recently laid off, um, maybe you can't tithe or you can't give as much as you can, but also, also it continues stewarding your life. You know, mm-hmm. so when uh, when those dollars start to come back in, come on, your 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 heart, you know, the posture of your heart is still is still with God, you know, uh, and I think God is going to bless that, you know, bless that for sure. So, as you were talking, you said the words right that were in my mind was that this is a matter of your heart at yeah. the end of the day, you know, and do I trust in these these finances and this money, you know, or am I trusting in God who is my source? Yeah. Right. At the end of the day. And sometimes I think we can rob God of an opportunity to do a miracle in Mm -hmm. our lives when we choose to withhold what already belongs to him. Yeah. Yeah. And giving in seasons of of lack, if you will, or limitation really is a test to us. Like, are you going to still trust me? And I've lived through those seasons and Mm -hmm. I can tell you, I've been tempted to hold back. And sometimes early on I did, you know, and I'm telling you what, it came out somehow. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) something broke down on me or whatever, you know, but when we began, (laughs) listen, (laughs) you know, early on, just, just thinking you could fool with that stuff, you know, and uh, there is definitely consequences spiritually. But when my husband and I finally, you know, we were like, listen, no matter what we are going to give, you mm-hmm. know, and, and there have been times, sometimes we got behind, we were like, okay, we, we, we got to make that up. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. Early on, you know, when he had gotten yeah. laid off and, and I was in between yeah. jobs and all of that. But at the end of the day, God is so faithful, you know, to us and he provides. And, and I think, again, I just want to say, do not rob God of an opportunity to show himself yeah. strong in your life, to yeah. reveal to you the provider that he is. I can remember Daniel, just little story down memory lane. I went away to Bible college. This was in 1994. And I wasn't working at the time. And I was going to Valley Forge Christian College in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. It was a very rural kind of area. I didn't have a car. We were locked up and locked up in some kind of community. Like you had to have a car to get anywhere, you know, as mm-hmm. far as um, stores and all that. And I wasn't working. And I remember just crying out to God. I was like, man, my family can't really send me anything. You know, God, what am I going to do? Like I needed basic stuff like toothpaste, mm-hmm. deodorant, you know, feminine hygiene type stuff. I'm just going to keep it real. And Daniel, don't you know, 
I went to my mailbox at the university and there was cash in my mailbox. Wow. Another time wow. when I was there in, in Bible college, I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? I, I don't have resources. And while I was praying as God as my witness, an envelope of money came under my door. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, God, like you see me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I, I could just remember times when something else not, not too long ago happened to us crazy. And we got hundreds of dollars from someone just gifted. To, and I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, God, you are faithful. So those of you who are listening, like yeah. when you put God first with your life, when your heart is in the right place and he sees your struggle, he sees what you're going through. Do not rob yeah. him of an opportunity to show up supernaturally in your life. He moves hearts of people, yeah. you know, he does yeah. and to this day in Bible college. I, I'll never know who did. I didn't tell anyone, Daniel, do you hear what I'm saying? Like people are tuned to God and they get moved and they get impressions yeah. from the Lord. And we have to let the Lord use whoever, whosoever will, yeah. whoever's listening to move on our behalf. And so I get so yeah. excited about it because I have seen God show up so many times when we had car issues, not too long ago, um, our car, we needed a new engine. Right. And, and so mm -hmm. my husband didn't have a way to get to work. And we're like, I was like, okay, God, what are we going to do? We really, you know, I want to do a car payment right now. Like what time? And someone gifted us a car. Wow. You know, wow. and if I keep talking about, it, I'm just going to get emotional because I'm like, God, you are so faithful. You know what I mean? And when we, when we honor God first, when we seek to please him, when we, and I look back at, I'm receiving the blessing of years of faithfulness to God. Mm -hmm. Right of that commitment to him. And so no listener, as you may be tempted to withhold, I just want to encourage you like Daniel, do not withhold what, what belongs to God. Yeah, yeah. He will honor you. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying that there weren't nights where I was like, God, what are we going to do? You mm -hmm. know, and, and God came through. He always did. And, and it may not have been in the moment or the way or the fashion or, or you know, form that we may have wanted or right. liked, right? I'm not saying we got a brand new car. God gave us a car and it's exactly what yeah. we need. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We just, I just know that he, not only is he our provider, but he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, yeah. right? And yeah. so keeping him first, honoring him in our hearts, trusting in him and allowing him, you know, if he told the disciples, hey, listen, I'm sending you out two by two, take no money bag with you. Mm -hmm. Don't take anything with you. And I believe that was a test to say to them, for them to say, all right, are we, are we, we have to trust God to move through his people, to meet yeah. my needs, for my food, for my lodging. That takes a huge amount of faith. And I believe yeah. is God is in this season, God is wanting us to be that to others, right? Yeah. To serve yeah. it <laughs> when we have, yeah. and also to trust that the Lord hears us and he is going to move on our behalf and yeah. provide for us right when we think, just like the widow who, who had a little bit of oil and flour, like, what do yeah. you have, right? Be yeah. faithful with that and give it to the, the man of God first as, as an act of giving to right. God first. And he will do miraculous things. So woo, I'm just, I'm on my no, soapbox. Uh, <laughs> we, we've had similar seasons with that. And while you're talking, uh, the verse that was like going through my mind was uh, Matthew 6, 33. It says, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God, you know, and all its righteousness and everything else will be added unto yes. you. Uh, as people were called to seek God first, yes, Let, allow Him to be God and handle and handle the rest. And I think one thing that a lot of people need to realize is that uh, God is a lot better at math than we are. Come on, yes, <laughs> you know, a lot better at math than we are. We're trying to, yeah, you know, two equals two. 
You know, two plus two is four. I can multiply two times a million. Come on. So he's a lot better at math math than we are, uh, you know, for sure. So it's really just having that faith in God because people don't move people. God moves people. Mm. I, I've even been guilty of myself as trying to be God to people or trying to move people myself. Wow. You know, things like that. Then in those moments where I can't, like, I doubt God. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, so right. Like, you know yep. what? Um, I'm, I'm called to serve people. I'm called to be available to people. Uh, I'm not called to be God to people. Come you know, on, I Daniel. allow uh, room for God to be God, you know, for people. Allow, uh, and also allow room, and one thing that I've gotten better at over the years to be vulnerable enough to allow people to serve me as well. Yes, as yes. Well. So I think that's part of God being God because God yes. uses people to serve. Yes, people. that's you right. Know. Man, I'm a living witness and it's yeah. whew, so good. I, I, that's for somebody out there. <laughs> I'm feeling that we are two yeah. people who will testify yeah, that who sure. have been faced with the fire and God provides. Just like you were talking about multiplying. I love that. Allow yeah. God to be God, allow him to be a miraculous God who multiplies your two fish and five loaves of bread. You know what I'm saying? When you give it to him, say, God is what I have. Watch him multiply that. And I just, whoo, I think that's so good. Yeah, because if if things always went well in our life, we'll feel like we don't need God. Come on. That's the reality of it. So I think uh, in a situation, for example, like the season that we're in now, you know, around the world, it's a season where we really have to rely on God. We really have to yes. press into God. And I think that's a good place to be in. Yes. You know, as, as a people, you're like, no, but there's no other place that we'd rather be. That's right. <laughs> that's right. In, you know, and things like that. So it's just really, you know, pressing into God, taking, like really taking advantage of this opportunity that we have uh, to slow our minds, to slow our yes. world down, work and really press in uh, into God and serve, serve people, you know, that's serve right. our neighbors, you know, whatever the case may be, just serve people. Uh, but that's, you know, that's, that's what we're all created to do, you know, that's right. start, you know, and serving looks different for different people. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's called to be a shoulder. Somebody has to be an elbow, you know, someone that's has to right. be a finger. You know? So yeah. serving looks different. You know, people have different things, you know, different giftings and things like that. And that's yes. totally okay. Absolutely. What yeah. a perfect opportunity for the church of God to rise and yeah. be the light, right? To, to give yeah. the reason for the hope we have that yeah. even if I lost my job, even if all of this, I will still bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Mm-hmm. Right. He is yeah. still good. He is still my provider. You know, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, oh, no. I don't need to fear yeah. because the good shepherd is with me. He yeah. will cause me to, you know, so just knowing who he is and it's just an opportunity for us to shine brighter, right? Because people are hopeless. People are discouraged yeah, yeah. and they're weary. And this is an opportunity for us to rise up and say, hey, let me tell you about the hope that I have. And mm-hmm. I don't know how God is going. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you. <laughs> I don't know. But what I yeah. do know, and if God is for me, who can be against me? I do yeah. know that he is a provider. I do know that that he is an okay. unlimited okay all-powerful, you know, God who still does miracles. And this is an opportunity for our world, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hearing a lot of people like starting to cry out to God. And, and like you said, yeah. I was having a conversation with my brother and my husband the other day. We're like, America has a lot of idols. And so we had to shut down the NBA, the yep. NFL. We had to shut yep. down all of this entertainment, all of the mm-hmm. eating out and, and, and feeding ourselves and gorging on the ego yes. to remember who really we need to be serving. It's not ourselves, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and yeah. living our lives for. And so that that's is that's so good. good. That's so good. So good. Ooh, 
So going on about that one. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm just like, <laughs> okay, okay, Lord, you are moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is so speaking. He's speaking. Well, friend, that is all I had for part one of my conversation with Daniel. Listen, I hope you were encouraged by this conversation today and that you are walking away with some very practical strategies and also some spiritual insight on how you can better lead your finances during this season of economic downturn. Listen, friend, I want to just leave you with a scripture that was on my heart that I want you to walk away with and treasure this. And it's Proverbs chapter three, verse five, it starts and it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you the path to take. And then I'm going to skip down to verse nine, where it says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Now that is an encouraging word, y'all. When we honor the Lord with our finances and give him the best of everything that we produce, he is going to fill our barns. He is going to fill our cup. He is going to fill our tank with those resources, whether it be energy or whether it be finances so that we will be overflowing. Trust the Lord today. Stand on his word and his promises. Keep your eyes on him and don't look around at all the chaos and the noise around you. Know that God is with you in this storm. He is with us and with him, we will not drown. Remember y'all, be sure to check out part two of this episode next Friday. And as always, remember to lead yourself strong. Choose to love God, yourself, and others passionately and on purpose and make those daily decisions to thrive. Until we talk next week, peace. <laughs>